You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Anna Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturday. My name is Aaron Montgomery and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. A beautiful Saturday morning here. Hopefully it's a great Saturday morning for you as well. Today we are going to discuss a sprint or a marathon. What is a business and foreshadowing or you know maybe just giving it away. Uh, my argument today is that uh, it really is probably a little bit of both. Excited to uh, chat with you guys about that. Is business a sprint or a marathon? And uh, as I mentioned, my, my argument is that it's probably both. Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. Kind of getting it started. It's the, there's, there's a whole... <laughs> whole process, right, to, to having a successful business. So that's what we want to talk about here today because the reality is what we see when we're looking up to others, when there we see other people having success, all we're really seeing is that last effort that they've made, right? Their, their current state of success. That's all we see, and that tricks our brains. Our brains go, oh, gosh, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why, why am I not successful like so-and-so, right? And um, and then that puts us into a, a negative space and that puts us into a funk, right? That's a word that I've heard people use, things like that. And so what we've got to do is we have to understand really more about the process. And um, as I was thinking about, you know, what is success? How, how do um, small business owners achieve success? Um, I started thinking about the fact of, of what happened. So last I think it was last Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> the podcast version listeners, it'll be a while ago. But uh, last Sunday, my wife and I ran a half marathon together. Uh, it's the Missouri Cowbell, and, and um, it was a beautiful day. It was gorgeous. Um, we've done it once before. In fact, it was five years previous that we had run that particular half marathon before. I've run a few other half marathons. I, I used to fancy myself a runner when I was younger. And um, so uh, as we completed that, um, and, and everything that we went through from before that until after that, right, not being able to walk the next day, that kind of thing, um, it, it started making me kind of connect the dots, right? How, how does this equate to business success? How is it similar? And, you know, this is, all, and, and again, this is all of it, right? This is the training that Kylene did before the uh, half marathon. This is the excitement of that kind of first mile, that first 5K and, and how you need to maybe pace yourselves a little bit, right? <laughs> for us, our 5K split was like a 10-minute mile, um, which is really fast for us. We're normally like 12-minute mile people. And <laughs> on top of that, that first 5K included a bathroom break where there was a church along the route that uh, had a little sign up. And um, they said, hey, bathroom's in here. And they, they were handing out water before an official water station. <laughs> really nice of them. So we ran into that church real quick, used the restroom, and then got back on the track. 
Um, and then, you know, the other parts of it too, right? The, the race throughout from point A to point B kind of as the momentum was lost when we walked or stopped or had to, you know, right. It's, it's 13.1 miles to run a half marathon. Um, I've never run a full marathon by the way. I, I don't know if I ever will or not, but uh, maybe that's something to reach for. But you know, you, when you stop, right, it's really hard to get going again. So it's that momentum. And then, there's a wall that uh, runners typically hit, distance runners typically will hit somewhere along the course. You know, for most marathoners, they talk about that wall at kind of that 20 to 24 mile mark because it's a 26.2 mile run. Um, the the course that we ran, there was what felt like literally a wall at mile 11. It was this long uphill at mile 11. <laughs> For the, um, I know Jerry's here with us this morning, and Jerry lives in the St. Louis area. I don't know if he gets up there in, in, into this north, northern part on 370 there, but uh, you'll there's a road that goes right along 370, and uh, there's a point of it where it just kind of consistently goes right uphill. And that was mile 11 of the race, right? So I started thinking about all of that and going, gosh, that's really how a business operates, right? So how, how can we use these analogies, use this equation to kind of uh, learn a little bit more about how we can be successful? Because, right, uh, with the members that I get to work with, the ones that are real action takers here, right, the, our success group squad members and, the, and our masters of success members, it seems, and, and what I've learned through the course of my career and, and learning about success and then watching what they're doing, it, it not only seems, I, I can almost guarantee that it comes from the management of all of these phases, right? How can we manage that effort that we need to put into our business and with what goes on in our daily lives how can we manage that and then stay motivated and still have enough left in the tank to kind of give that final kick, that final push until we reach our turning point goal? And so success really comes from that, that management of the entire process. So what I wanted to do with you guys here today is I want to break down each of these phases of, of kind of the running and then how they translate into business success. And, and see what you guys think, right? So those of you that are tuned in live, I definitely want your feedback. Um, even if you're not a runner, I get it, right? And, and again, I'm not claiming to be this, like, you know, I am not in shape to be a runner. We, <laughs> when people look at me, they don't go, oh, that guy's a runner, right? They, they, they don't just don't see that. And that's okay, because I'm not really. I'm not really doing it anymore. Um, this half marathon was like, okay, let me just show up and do it and see if I could do it. I used to be able to do that. But as you'll hear from the story, it, it, it's no longer possible for me. So I have to go, okay, now how do I manage that, right? But that's the same thing for success. How do you show up and manage that in such a way that um, you can get through a half marathon or a marathon or a 5K or whatever you know it is for you when it comes to running? And then how does that equate to our businesses, right? So that's, that's what we want to talk about here today. Uh, before we do that, though, let's check in with some folks here that are tuned in live and, and just say good morning. I don't want to leave you guys hanging here. So we've got Chuck, uh, good morning. And we've got Mo checking in, good morning. We've got Kyleen with We heart.biz checking in, uh, Jerry Dahlheimer, Jerry, thank you for being here. All right, great, you guys. Thank you guys for being here. So I guess my first question for those of you that are tuned in live would be anybody here run a marathon? Have you ever run a marathon? 
or have you ever run a half marathon or have you ever run a 5k or, or what, what is the, uh, achievement that you've made in your life that's like that, right? And and maybe it's not running. Maybe it's something else. Maybe you uh, were able to do something that that was a you know a process, right? And and I, regardless of again what you think about, right? We don't always see that stuff, but I will guarantee you that there is something in your life that you achieved that took a heck of a lot of effort, right? Heck. Being a parent can take a heck of a lot of effort, and uh, you know if you've got kids that are out of the house, right? And that 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 was like your marathon, right? Something like that. So just for those of you that are listening in live here, just so we can have some some additional uh, uh, areas to kind of cover here, jump in there, share what it is is for you. Um, I already gave away Kylene's that uh, she ran that half marathon. She's done it. <laughs> Chuck says, I try not to run. Yep. I, I, I get it. Right. I, I, when I was in high school, I actually ran cross country. And then, um, for a while after high school, um, into my college career, I was actually trying to be very competitive with the five Ks and 10 Ks. And, um, and <laughs> so I it did it, did it pretty well for a little while. And then all of a sudden, um, I don't know, you know, things changed, the social environment changed. I started playing volleyball, which is much more of a social sport. And so my new, new theory was I only run when being chased, but now I've found kind of a happy medium, I think. And, and, um, we'll, we'll see what we need to do to, to improve on that. So, all right, you guys, so I'll let you guys put that stuff in there while I continue forward here. So let, let's, let's talk about the first phase, right? This is, um, the training phase and, and this is what, Kyleen did before the half marathon that I did not do. Right. So let's just make sure that we're clear on that. I, I uh, did not do any of that, that training. Kyleen actually got out there, did some training. Actually, our son was her training coach and, and they did some good work, right? They, um, they were out there getting their intervals in and, and, and getting things done and just building up that, uh, yeah. Uh, Kyleen says graduating college felt like a marathon. There you go. Right. So um, we have to get through these things. So the training phase, let's talk about that, right? And when we translate this into our business, this is the working on part of your business, right? This is the building of our foundation, you know, right? Taking the time to sit down. And if you're an OSG member or you've, you own the five keys, right? This is the, you got to do that spreadsheet, right? You got to fill it in the best you can to at least get started. You got to get past that that phase, right? You've got to get to what is your hourly rate, right? And that, that's, that's that training part, right? And then you got to find your ideal customers, right? So maybe you went through the five keys of marketing. You got to get through that. You got to finish that. You've got to uh, improve and create a workflow for, for yourself, right? And that's, that's key three of the five keys, right? You have to do things to educate yourself, right? Show up at a small business Saturday here and, and learn and then put things into practice, right? That, that's the other part, right? The training, Kylene, when she was training for the half marathon, she could have just printed out the program and said, okay, cool, I've got it. I, I know what I need to do. And then not do it, right? Do you think that would actually do any good, right? That's what I did, right? I said, oh, yeah, there's a training plan. Cool. Okay, not going to do it, <laughs> right? So you got to take action. And then, you know, things like reviewing and tracking your metrics, things like, you know, these are all the parts of business success that no one sees, right? This is the journey. This is the process, um, all of those things, right? And in, in the, the training for running or whatever it is that you're trying to do, again, 
you don't see those results, but you have to take action. You have to do it, right? And and as I mentioned, I didn't do that, and my results showed, right? And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but but that that was not a, a priority for me in that particular moment. And then when it came to the day of the half marathon, I'm going, hmm, this might not be so good. I'm not feeling like this is going to go so well, right? So again, if you don't do the work, then you're going to have that feeling where, uh, I don't know if I can do this, right? And then, then we start losing trust in ourselves, right? So just doing that work, just taking those steps, right? Just going, okay, you know, I'm sitting here on a Saturday, um, I, you know, I don't need to necessarily work, but you know what? I've got an extra 30 minutes instead of just wasting that in front of the television. Maybe I can, you know, do something for my business first. I can work on my business and then maybe I can reward myself later with some downtime or something like that. Right. I'm not saying that we got to do that. I mean, it is a Saturday. So, uh, for a lot of folks that are working the nine to five, this is that bonus day. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, this is a bonus day for you, right? This is where you can get ahead to where then maybe down the road, you're only working three days a week. Right. So, but we got to do that work in head. We got to do that training, right? So that that's that first phase. So what are you doing in the training phase of your business? which to me, again, is the working on your business. This is the part that we got to figure out how to prioritize, right? So um, let's see if we've got... Uh, um. <laughs> All right. So Jerry, I know that it's a joke, so we'll, <laughs> we'll add that because I think it's funny. Um, Jerry says, my doctor told me to run just one mile a day for 90 days. I eventually ended up 90 miles away from home. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. Okay, good. I like it, Jerry. Thank you. All right, so the, the, we got the training phase. Um, again, just kind of building up that that muscle, getting to that point where now we've got something to stand on. We got that foundation that then makes the actual act, the the race, the the working in your business become easier and more successful. Right. So that's it. And then and then you've got that first mile. Right. Or the first in a, in a half marathon or a marathon, the first 5K, they they do the splits based on on 5Ks, basically. And, and the splits mean, you know, what what's your time at that 5K that because then the reason that they do that is that, you know, real serious runners want to know kind of what pace they're on. You know, they've got their goal, whether they're going for a personal record or whatever, they've got their goal out there and that goal, they know, okay, each mile I need to run that mile in X amount of time. Right. So for Kylene and I, our goal was to complete the half marathon in three hours and in under three hours. Right. And so we knew that that was about a 13 minute mile pace. And, um, you know, something that we could, we, we felt like we could easily do. And, and based on the, the results that we had, Kylene did enough training that she would have easily done that actually. So, um, and we'll, we'll get to more on that in here in just a second, but, but this is the, um, right. The, the excitement happens though, right? The thing happens, right? You launch your business, you put a new product up, you get a new piece of equipment, you get that new big customer, right? And, and, yes, we're excited. We're ready. Right. And what, what happened for, for us in the race, right? We, you've got a little bit of that nervousness. If you'll go back in, into my personal Facebook page, any of you that are friends with me, you can go see, I did a little video right before it started. We were standing out there in the corral and, and all sorts of things going on. But I remember that moment, right? I'm, I'm standing there. There's all these people around. 
we're, we know that we can do this, but at the same time, there was a little bit of nervousness in there. It's that nervous energy, right? And so the adrenaline starts pumping, right? So that's that first mile. Um, and, and I think what can happen to us though, and I think what happened to us a little bit is the thrill of it all, right? You got all these people around you. So we're just going and, and we, we had a 10 minute mile pace in that first 5k, as I mentioned before, and including that bathroom break. So it was probably a lot faster, which is way faster than we typically run. And so after that first 5k, we were probably a little out of energy, right? And if you think about this for your business, this is where, ah, maybe I bit off a little more than I can chew or, you know, you, you, you are going a little too fast and you stumble, right? And, and you, um, you know, have an air that you're like, gosh, uh, Aaron, why did you do that? Right. And, um, and, and then we start beating ourselves up, right. And then we start slowing down. We start losing that momentum. We go from a 10 minute mile pace to a, oh, 15 minute. Oh my gosh. You know, the, 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 uh, Eeyore, uh, if <laughs> you know who Eeyore is, right? He always, oh, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. Life is bad. So we have to watch for that in our business, right? We have to understand that we've got to pace ourselves. It's okay to have that excitement. And you should have that excitement and we, we can use that, but don't overdo it to where you put yourself too far out in front that you can't recover. You're going to fall, right? So thinking about it in that way. So that's that first mile, that first split. Um, how do you manage that? And, and like I said, this could be, you get that big new customer, you've got that new piece of equipment, um, you get a bunch of orders in and then you start over promising. And now you're getting so busy that you can't keep your, your head on straight. Maybe you do a, a discount or, you know, this, you have to then manage that. You have to be able to go, okay, let me step back from it a little bit. Let me go back to the working on my business part. Let me go back to my business plan and go, okay, what do I need to make sure that I'm doing here? What what blind spots do I have? Can I slow down a little bit, right? And and again, when we were running out at first, there's a whole bunch of people. I think there was like a couple thousand people at this race and <clears throat> we're in the thick of it, right? You know, we didn't start towards the front. We kind of started towards the back. Um, but still, you, you know, you, you've got some faster people that go and you've got some slower people that are in front of you. And so there's this push, right? It, there's this back and forth going on inside of, of you. And, and so you just have to manage that, right? So that's the first mile thing. Uh, what do we got here? Good morning, Ree, by the way. And Kylie says, yes, we can get stuck in our heads. The inner critic can get loud, right? And the interesting part is a lot of times that inner critic does really come from that. I had the success. Things were going well. I'm going 90 million miles an hour. And then I make a mistake, right? And you stumble. And all we focus on is that one mistake, and then we've lost the momentum. But what we forgot was all of the amazing stuff we were doing before that, how much bigger and better we were actually doing, right? Our goal was to go a 13 minute mile pace. We come out of the gate and we can run a nine minute mile, but then we kind of hit that wall and we could have been like, uh, yeah, gosh. Right. But Kyleen, being the positive, motivating person that she was, she was saying things like, yeah, but you know, we're doing way better, you know, cause there were moments where I was like, ah, oh, I am, I am tired. I'm sorry. I'm dragging you down. I st started to get my Eeyore on. Right. And, and when I did that, she was there to, to support me and said, you know, ah, but you know, we're doing way better. We would look at where we're at right now, further along. Right. So don't forget to go back and remember yet that that first mile, that excitement was good stuff celebrate that right and then use that to get back up after you've stumbled <clears throat> all right and and so that gets into this next phase where 
you, you maybe do have some momentum lost, right? Uh, like I said, the word funk, it, it comes up a lot. Um, you know, you had that error, you have a big issue, you're not getting the results that you expected to get, right? That momentum loss is going to happen, right? And, and honestly, if you think about a half marathon, there are like water stations throughout. There are times where, you know, when like a marathoner, for example, that much when you're running 26 miles, you have to get calories back into your body because you're burning more than you could consume before you start. Right. So even marathon runners need to eat something right? and, and they've come up with all these goo and gel packs and everybody's got their own thing that works for them. But you still have to slow down, right, to kind of reload a little bit. And when you start to slow down, you start to lose that momentum. Right. We, we, uh, we slow down. I got to ingest. Right. And and for us, because we're not going to be winning any races at a 13 minute mile pace, we're not going to run through the water station. A lot of people will try, right? But but we're, we're at the back of the pack here. There's zero reason to potentially um, cover some poor kid with a thing of Gatorade because I'm trying to run through this water station. So we would run to it. Then we'd stop. We'd walk. We'd have the drink. We'd throw away our trash instead of just throwing it onto the side of the road. And then we'd start running again, right? So, but it's that momentum loss that can kind of hurt you. And, and that happens inside of our business, right? So here's, here's a very interesting quote. And this is maybe one, in fact, I want to, I'm, I'm going to make a graphic and I'm going to put it out there on our Instagram account. Um, and you guys can grab it. I may throw it in, into the Facebook for our success group too, but it, it's just this quote. And I, I love all these quotes. And, and the reason why I've, I've become such a fan of all these quotes is because they ring true. And if they can motivate us just a little bit to do a little bit more, then it's worth putting out there. So here's a quote from Winston Churchill, a famous former prime minister of the United Kingdom during the World War II. And he said this, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. One more time. Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. So that's that momentum, right? How do we go from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm in our expected result, right? So the whole, the whole idea here is we've got a goal. We've got to be enthusiastic to go after that goal. We've got to be enthusiastic about our business. And anytime a stumbling block gets in our way, a failure happens, right? We need to go from that failure, take that and use that as a um, bit of feedback as a way to learn how to avoid that failure the next time until we get to the next thing that doesn't work out, right? And then have that same enthusiasm from before, after to the next one, after, 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 right? So the fail is like fear. Fear is an acronym. Fail is also an acronym. FAIL stands for first attempt in learning, right? So that's what we've got to do with our momentum. When, when something doesn't go our way, how can you use that, right? How do we keep that momentum going? Because here's what I know is true. When we put in a lot of effort into something, things start to get a little easier each time, right? So thinking about it as like pushing, uh, pushing a, a big tire, right? The very first effort to get it moving is tough. But the next effort after that is a little bit easier because now the tire's going, right? Success is moving. 
And so we're going to get a little bit easier every time. It's going to get a little easier until at a certain point, if you're using enough of this momentum, it's going to feel like it's rolling on its own. Now, if all of a sudden you just stop and completely and, and you stop the tire, then guess what? You're back to where you got to go hard again. So how do you get from that point where you lose a little bit of momentum, but not losing at all, right? And here's the key and here's the trick and here's what you must do. When you get to that point where you feel like you might be losing a bit of momentum, there's only one solution. Take action. Take more action, right? You think that you're taking action? Well, if you start to lose momentum, the only way to continue to build momentum back up is to take action. It's that's what's so crazy about all of this stuff, right? And, and everything that I've learned and everything that I get to share with you guys and, and everything I see out of you guys is the reality of everything. The truth about this whole process is it's extremely simple at its core, right? It's just hard to do. It's just not easy. And that makes it very counterintuitive because we are looking for something that's easy but what we really need to be looking for is what is that simple solution? What is the action that I can take? And just take the action. And then that gives you feedback for the next action to take, right? So that's all about that momentum, right? So the same thing happened in, in our running, right? And, and so what do you do, right? You, you have to look to other people. You got to take an action. You got to, you know, running 13.1 miles starts with the first step. When we start losing momentum, what's the next thing that we can do to keep getting towards the finish line? Take another step, right? And so if that means you got to maybe slow down a little bit, maybe walk a little bit, right? Because when I started to feel that, I still walked and I still tried to make my gait, my stride as long as possible. And I still tried to make that as fast as possible, right? To keep that momentum going because I knew that if I came to a complete standstill, that at that point, my legs would go, dip, cramp up, and you're just going to lay here on the side of the road in the fetal position. All right, so I had to keep them going. I had to keep the muscles moving even when I was losing that momentum, even when I felt it. Because at some point, it, those going from failure to failure, you will hit a wall. You will hit a massive let me figure the best way to say it. not failure, massive challenge. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. You will hit a massive challenge. Right? And, and here's the deal. That massive challenge is just a test. It's the universe's way. It's, you know, whatever it is for you, right? The universe, God power, whatever. It's their way of testing you to say, do you really want this, right? Is this goal really for you? Are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? And, and that's why it's so important to get very clear on our why at the beginning, because when you get to that challenge, your why is going to say, yes, I am really doing what I need to be doing. And therefore, this massive challenge is here, but I'm going to figure out a way. Right. And so in our running event, <laughs> there was literally what it felt like a wall there at, at mile 11 on this course that we were running. Um, I talked about it. There was this uphill, right? And it felt like running into a wall. And and we had done this course before. And so Kylie and I remembered this from five years previously. And we had said, okay, we had like focused on that. We're gonna get to that wall and we're gonna we're gonna actually run up the hill. You know, we, we even walked a little bit before, so we had some in the tank to run up the hill. 
and we got to that that hill and, and we started running right but then legs started hurting I, I i ran out of steam i just i didn't have anything left in the tank in that moment but like i said i kept going i kept at least making big strides i didn't want to stop and lose all my momentum right so thinking about that course designer right whoever designed that course i think they were conspiring to actually hurt people right and and that's what it feels like right you have this challenge it's going to come down on you and it's like man somebody really doesn't want me to do this and the reality of it is that's just that test, right? That's just that, do you really want to be doing this? Do you really, are you really willing to put in the effort that it's going to take? Because what typically happens, right? So that's at mile 11. There were only then two miles left after that hill and it was all downhill. It was literally downhill. In fact, there was one point in the course where it was super hard to run downhill because it was so steep going downhill from that point forward, right? And so that's most likely where you're going to be at in your business. When you hit that big challenge, you're going to be in that place where you go, oh, God, should I do this? And if you run through that wall, if you go around it, if you go over it, however it is that you're going to do it, you will find that you're probably then going to be on the downhill, right? You, you've gotten over that hump, right? It's, you guys have probably heard me tell this story before. It's from the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, and it's the three feet from gold story. Uh, are you Danbury uh, had gone and bought a mine and, and was digging, 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 put in a whole bunch of effort, got really hard, uh, was out of money almost, and, and uh, he decided to pack it up and, and sell off all of his equipment to an old junker that was out there in that area and then head back to the East Coast. Well, the old junker was smart enough to go and bring in an expert, find support, and they came in, did an analysis, and realized that, well, if you just turned right here and just dug this way for three feet, you will find the gold. And that particular gold mine actually became one of the richest gold mines in the country that R.U. Danbury owned, but he stopped three feet from gold, right? So that's that same thing, right? You're, you're right there. So what do you do when you hit that wall, right? And you got to find support, right? You got to find something like in, in our race, Kylene was there to support me because Kylene had that same goal of three hours as I did. And, but my legs told me that that wasn't happening. And she said, you know what? I, we, we're doing this together. I'm going to run. I'm, we're going to do this together. So she waited for me, right? And she was there to support me. So you got to find that person, right? Not You probably can get support from Kylene, by the way, but um, you know, whoever that is for you, right? If you're an Our Success Group member, reach out to me. You know, I had an opportunity this week to speak with uh, one of our Our Success Group members and it was fantastic. I mean, it was just great. And, and we were able to kind of get over some sticky parts, right? Some things that maybe weren't really working and go, ah, if you can have that outside support, right, then, then do that, right? And, and, you know, if you're in a mastermind group, right, reach out to your mastermind folks. I, um, a mastermind group that I'm running, uh, it, there is a person in there who was going through some pretty major challenges. And she said, if it wasn't for this group, I don't know what I would have done, right? She felt alone, but yet these people that she's never met in person, it's a virtual group, right? So what is it for you? How are you going to get through that wall? What is your support system, right? And this goes back to our foundation. 
everybody thinks, okay, I can go and do it alone and, and I'm going to go buy all this equipment and everything is going to go great. But what you should be investing in is your foundation, is finding the right support system, making sure that you've got all that in place, and then the equipment will come, right? The, 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 the things that you need. Um, when I was at the Start Here Academy, one of the influencers, Eve Lowry from um, The Baby's Booty, uh, it was talking about the fact that um, when you're growing your business, somebody asked, you know, when did you know to upgrade to that next piece of equipment, that next cutter, that next sublimation machine, that next whatever? And she said, when the business could pay for it, right? And and so understanding and building that is really important. And, and Ree said this, asking for help is a huge problem I have. And I totally understand that. Uh, I, and you are not alone in that. Here's what I will say. And here's what I've learned. When you don't ask for help, you think that it's because you need to do it yourself. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't put your burden on somebody else. But the truth is, is that when you don't ask for help, you're actually putting that burden on people that you, you care about because they worry about you. Right. And then when you allow somebody else to help you, Right? A rising tide truly lifts all boats. Because I mentioned I got to work with somebody and our success group member earlier this week. Well, after that call, right, um, I was way up here. I mean, I accomplished more in that hour after that call than I had the whole three or four hours before that call that day. Because I had an opportunity to help somebody. It lifted me up. Humans operate that way. So I understand it, and, and I know that it's just a process. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to be able to ask for help. But, but Rhea, I will tell you this. Once you can just start taking those small steps and, and again, building that momentum into asking for help and, and being able to get support, what are you stuck on? I mean, it could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as going to the link right below me down here, osg.link forward slash volley, and reaching out to me or the group in there, whatever you feel comfortable with, and say, I'm stuck on this, or I'm, I'm having a hard time getting over this, or I'm thinking about this and I just don't know, right? I mean, simple as that, right? And just boom, okay, hey, Aaron, I'm thinking about this. I just don't know. What do you think? And then on Volley, I can go, oh, cool. You know, Reed just reached out to me or, or whoever, right? I'm, I'm using Reed because she was brave enough to put herself out there and, and she's an amazing, uh, incredible person. And so we, and I go, oh, cool, it's from Reed. And, and then I get an opportunity to share a little bit. And then, and then, like I said, after that, I feel really awesome and I'm able to do more for myself too. Right. And so it just starts building up. And, and so if we can change our mindset a little bit and get into that understanding that a rising tide lifts all boats. And that means that when we need lifting up, we need to reach out to others because it will help us all get better. Right. Every time I have an opportunity to, to share, I'm getting something out of it because, and I know the same is true when I reach out to people for help myself. Right. Um, and so th that's awesome. Um, Kylene says, having people around you is key, knowing you're not alone and accountability to help you keep moving forward when things get tough. Plus you're supporting them too. Awesome. I love that. You guys are incredible. Thank you so much for being here and, and tuning in live and, and sharing that. So, all right. So we've got that wall. We've got that overcoming, you know, we got to ask for a little bit of help. We got to get that support, stuff like that. And then the other part is the sprint. Like I said, my argument is that business is really a bit of both, right? It's a sprint and a marathon. Because here's, the, here's the, the reality of it. If you're thinking about running, 
those sprinters, you know, the Usain Bolts or um, what's the lady's name that's super fast right now that uh, I watched uh, Richardson, I think it is. Um, th- those folks, right, they run just as much, they train just as much as a marathoner does, right? It just happens to be that their race happens in like, what, 10 seconds or something crazy like that. Whereas a marathoner, a world-class marathoner is probably done in in about an hour-ish, hour and 20 minutes or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Just a a quick, funny side story. Um, As Kylene and I were, and we'll talk about this last sprint here, but as Kylene and I were coming up to the finish line, all of a sudden the uh, race organizer people had like put out a, like a finish, like a, you know, one of the ribbons and we're going, I'm looking at it going, Hmm, I'm pretty sure that's not for me because we're not winning anything. And then all of a sudden this lady comes bolting by us, like just boom, sprinting right by us. In fact, um, some of the pictures that were taken at the finish line of her finish, you can see Kylene and I in the background of that. And she's bolting by us and she runs right through the ribbon. Well, come to find out later on, that lady was the winner of the women's marathon, right? So we ran a half marathon. She ran a full marathon in the same amount of time, right? But that, that was her thing. That's what she was going for. So she was pushing. She was sprinting because not too far behind her was the next woman. And she was pushing really hard, right? So they, they were working. And so it's that last sprint that when we're getting into that, right, we hit that wall and we get through it. Now we're going downhill, and we're going to have that sprint. And so we need to be able to, to ma- maintain and manage that, right? So for us, like I said, I ran out of steam at that 11-mile mark. And and I'm pretty sure it was the last two miles. Uh, Kylene can um, <laughs> help me out and get me if I'm wrong. But that last two miles, I walked, right? I mean, I, I my legs, when I tried to run they would cramp up. And I knew that if I let that happen, then I wouldn't be able to finish the race. So I just kept the fastest pace walk I could. Kylene would run up ahead. I would then run and try to catch up to her as much as I could. And it just kind of, it was slow. And, and I, in my head at that point was kind of defeated. Uh, Not uh, defeat is not the right word in my head. I knew that my legs were not able to maintain running anymore. At that point, I figured I was going to walk through the finish line, right? But then we get down the finish line. You know, I was able to do a little bit of running here and there to kind of catch up to Kylene. So she was helping motivate me and pulling me forward. And we turn the corner and we're coming down the stretch. And then all of a sudden, all the people are there, right? They've got it lined off. You got all the people. It's the Missouri cowbell. So you're hearing the cowbells. Um, a kind of famous radio DJ guy was the MC of the event. You hear him, uh, calling off everybody's names as they cross the finish line and you kind of go, okay. And then all of a sudden I find myself running, right? (laughs) And Kylene is like, okay, let's go. You ready? And I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this. Right. And the cool part about this whole thing was that we were able to, okay, sprint. I'm not going to say sprint. There was definitely no sprinting, but I was certainly moving much faster than I had been for the last three miles at least. And I think one of the reasons why that worked, and not only was it that motivation, there was that crowd there and all that other stuff, but Kylene and I had also set that goal. We set that specific deadline, right? So when in our success group, when we talk about goal setting, we always ask you to be extremely specific about it. How much and by when, 
right? And so we had the how much was 13.1 miles and by when was within three hours, right? Now, we missed that goal, but we missed that goal by seven minutes. And the way I felt for the last half of that half marathon, I thought maybe it was going to take me four hours. I mean, that was literally what was in my head. Like, would I be the last one on the course? was what was going through my head. But because we set that goal, because we had that in us to have that sprint, right? We only missed the goal by seven minutes. So when you think about that, right? Think about that for your business, right? You hit that wall, but what's your goal, right? And and that's why we set goals. That's why we have these these markers to work ourselves up to because when we look back in hindsight, right? So now I'm a week removed from all this. I'm going through everything that was in my head during the race. And now I'm looking back on it and I'm going, gosh, I did pretty darn good. I'm pretty darn proud of myself, right? And Kyleen, for her part, she could have probably, you know, based on how she was moving, she was doing really, really well. Um, I bet you if I wasn't dragging her down, she probably could have finished in like two hours, 45 minutes, two and a half hours, maybe. I mean, she was really doing well. And and so thinking about all that, right, but it all comes out and, and both of us are very proud about our effort, right? And so um, thinking about all that stuff. Now, here's the better, even better part, right? Now, as I look back, I can celebrate that. I, I lift up, I can do a little bit more, but now I also have feedback too, Right. I have that feedback that I need that the next time we sign up for a half marathon, I am going to need to put in some effort and train a little bit more and, and make sure that I'm ready for it. Right. And, and so I've got the feedback. Now I'm going to be better in my, so even though, you know, if we did it again next year, I'll be a year older. Right. But the reality is I can still do I can still beat that. Right. And one of the other things that I did is I went back and I looked. So, um, there's this thing called AthiLink and they, uh, kind of connect up with most of these major races out there. And so I can look back at all of the races that I've ever run in and all the way back to my first half marathon when I was like in my early twenties. And I looked at the, the time and my uh, original, my best time ever in my early 20s was two hours and 26 minutes. And because um, half marathons a little bit, I was more of a 5K, 10K person. And so two hours and 26 minutes. But as I started looking at that right now, I've got this feedback. I started thinking to myself, hmm, could I at 49, at 50 years old, could I actually still get my PR? And I think I could, right? And so the same thing for your business, right? Once you take a moment to bring, take in that feedback and accept it without judgment, right? Then I can get that feedback about my business. I can look back and I go, right? I look back at our success group over the last two years. Am I at my goal right now? No, right? So I could go, uh, I'm eh, giving up, right? But I, I can also take all that in as feedback and look back and go, okay, what do I need to do differently? Look at all the amazing people that I get to work with. Would, you know, would not doing small business Saturdays fulfill you? No, it would be terrible. I, I would feel awful, right? And so take in that feedback and then make adjustments, right? So I'm taking in that feedback. We're making adjustments. We're, I'm working on some workshops. I'm doing the book, right? I'm trying to figure out how I can train, how I can build a better foundation and then be able to help more people, right? And then setting that goal. Right. So I've got my goal of, of supporting mastermind folks by 2025, 
right? Uh, over a thousand people through mastermind programs by 2025. So what is it for you? What is it for you and your business? What is that goal? How can you look at the race that you've run so far get that feedback. Maybe, maybe you've finished a certain section, right? Maybe you looking at 2022 as that half marathon and, and year to date, right? Where you're at right now, you're going, man, I didn't get where I needed to go. Well, okay. You got a ton of feedback. What do you need to do? Well, it's the fourth quarter. You should be out there all of the time right now, right? You should be putting yourself out there as much as you possibly can. Right. And so now we're going to take three months and because for those of you that are listening to podcasts, it'll be a little bit later than this. But for those of you live here, it's October. It's the beginning of October. So now we've got three months to close out 2022. How can you look at this as a sprint now? Now you're in the sprint. How are you going to be able to do more? Hi, I'm Kyleen. And you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. That's what I've got for you guys. What are your thoughts? What's your feedback? Was that way too far, too much running? What? <laughs> or are there some nuggets in there? Are there some things you can take? I know there are. And, and I want to hear from you guys before we close out. Um, those of you that are tuned in live here. I want you to share what one thing you're going to take from this and put into action before the next one, before next Saturday. Eusta says, never give up. Excellent. So how are you going to put that into action, Eusta? What, what's, what's the action step that you're going to take? Excellent. Reese says, I'm going to ask for help. Wonderful. Awesome. And, and whoever you ask for help, right? If it's me or somebody else, right? You're going to be lifting them up too. So uh, just remember that. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, I, I'm still working on what next week program is because I may actually have a special guest with me next week. And uh, so, uh, but I don't have that confirmed yet. So if, if not, let me know what you guys want to hear about, what you want to learn about, what things are, are showing up for you. And uh, we will discuss that next Saturday and um, we'll be back for that. Um, I think that's about it though, you guys. So if you're just somebody that's listening in, lurking here, totally fine. You're getting some information, but the more you engage, the more action that you take, the better your business is going to be. Be somebody that's active in the comments here. What is it that you're going to do? What's the action that you're going to take? What did you learn? What are you going to take from this, right? Those kinds of things. Because the other thing is when you start sharing here, you're also helping somebody else. They go, oh yeah, Reese said she's going to ask for help. That reminds me, I need to do the same thing, right? See, see how that works? And we just keep lifting each other up. It's pretty cool, right? Simple, but not easy. That's what I've got for you here today. So I appreciate your time. I'm going to let you guys get back to your Saturday and I will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.